0: Welcome to another episode of the Peak Potential Success Show. My name is Fong Chua. I'm an entrepreneur, business strategist, real estate investor, speaker, and also a best-selling author. And every single day I help others unlock potentials and guide them to succeed. Today I have another amazing guest. Uh, he is somebody I met on online and every time I see him on social media, he's always, always, always giving great content and great value. And he has some great leadership summits and some great events. And I was so uh, so honored to be asked to be one of those speakers at one of his uh, leadership summits. So, So it's absolutely amazing. And I'm so happy to have him here today. He is a person who loves being able to help people uh, nonprofits and corporations reposition themselves all around the world so that they're able to be better at productivity and also performance. Uh, he believes that when you widen the perspectives and have a deeper understanding of other people and, uh, and individuals, that you're able to create more create, uh, clarity and also increase productivity as well. Uh, he helps leaders mobilize and take action. So please welcome researcher, strategist, author, and speaker, Dr. Brian Rubin.
1: Thank you so much, Phong. Thank you so much. How generous of you. how generous of students well Thank you so much. I'm grateful. Thank, well, you. thank
0: you for taking the time and also being here. I know you're you're actually way across the other side of the world right now.
1: Yes, actually.
0: <laughs> where, where exactly are you? You're not in Nigeria are you?
1: No 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 I'm in Nigeria right now. I you mean, are in
0: Nigeria
1: yeah, about a week ago.
0: Wow, oh, well, once again, thank you very much for being here. And um, I'm just very fortunate to have been able to connect with you online and get to know you a little bit more. And also, I uh, also have you here. So for people who don't really know what you do, uh, can you please tell us exactly what is it right now that you're very passionate on doing? And then also, where did, where did the past get you to today?
1: Well, thank you, Feng. that's a very important question. And um, so I like to say that currently I'm committed to one thing and that is strengthening institutions and perfecting systems. See, when we strengthen institutions through, um, through enhancing how the leaders think and how they respond and relate with issues in the world, we are able to raise a generation of leaders that are more productive. Now by, as so you saw, we focus on strengthening institutions and helping them become more effective. So you want people to get more value out of the inputs they make making, whatever it is they're working on. So those are the, the major thing I work on right now. I focus on strengthening institutions and perfecting systems. So you wanna bring clarity to how you do what you do. You wanna make sure that you are functioning with the right values and that your vision is deep and your perspective is wide, that way you can create more value. Because many times, it's not really about the resources at your disposal. It's about your understanding, your ability to leverage whatever it is you have to create value for everybody. So by working with leaders to strengthen their institutions and perfect their system, you realize that people are more organizations, institutions, and governments are more effective. So that's what I focus on, that's what I'm passionate about. That's the reason for all of the leadership meetings we're having around the world, to make sure that leaders, um, leaders give more attention to institutions and to ensure that their systems are perfect or at least close to perfection. So Mm -hmm. that's what I focus on, that's what I'm passionate about because whenever this is working, you realize people are happier, productivity increases, and um, people's efforts produce better results. And how, what a better way to do the world that serves every, every one of us. There can be no better way. So that's why I focus on like, mm-hmm.
0: thank you. Uh, you're, you're a person who has really, really good leadership skills. And that's because you, you create so much, so much great value for other people. And you put on these great events, put on these great summits and bring people all over the world. So obviously you're a great leader. But have you always been a great leader? Where, where did you start? How did you become this great leader of yourself? Or did you just get born and go, you know what, I'm gonna
1: lead? <laughs> That's a very important question. Now, the thing is, leadership is about taking responsibility. You notice issues in the environment and you want to respond. Okay. So, and as you do this, you realize you're building capacity to do more, right? And what I tell people is there is something you can do to make a difference. That has always been my thing. Irrespective of what I have, irrespective of who I know, irrespective of my capacity at any given time, I have always been committed to doing whatever I can with whatever I have to help people move forward. All right. So it's been a journey of many years right now from the time we were in high school to college, my passion has been one thing. I've always been committed to doing what I can to move the world forward in some form. So I could say that, yes, I've been living all my life, really. Of course, capacity has been increasing over the years so we can do it better, but the vision has not changed. Mm -hmm. It's always, been: what can we do to move the world forward? I tell people that you see, just like we have fundamental human rights, I consider leadership a fundamental human responsibility. When we find trouble, we need to solve those problems. People that live in the 1700 cannot solve the problems we have today. And so this has been my perspective. When I think about business, I, I don't think of making money. I think that that's going to be a natural reward of doing things right. If you, It was Bruce Burton that said the love for people, the love for country, and the love for God is a power that moves the world forward when you love people you want to help them that's what leadership is about mm-hmm. so i'm going to be doing it at some at a, you know in a, in, a, in a greater way today but i think i've always been very very passionate about helping people and supporting
0: mm-hmm. now i know that in your past you were an accountant and you made a transition from being an accountant to being an entrepreneur and a leader and all this great stuff you're creating now what was that transition like how, how did you discover that, you know what, this is my true calling. I'm going to put accounting in in the back end here, and I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to do what I'm meant to do, and that is this. How did you decide that?
1: Well, the thing is, um, it's always about uh, the the mission calls, right? So mission calls, and um, you see problems, and then you look at those problems as the opportunity to make a difference. So I was trained originally as as an accountant, and I use accounting as a tool to to lead, really. Because, like I said, my concept of leadership is solving problems. Mm -hmm. So whether I'm helping you get your your financial statement right or whatever, I consider that leadership. So long as you are looking at it that way, you realize that, You've always been doing this. But you see, as you do that, as I did that, the opportunity to do more shows itself. And of course, interest and passion, you realize that deep within you, you can do more than just doing accounting. Mm -hmm. You realize that when you talk to people, they 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 become a little clearer about their mission and vision of life. You realize that they are strengthening and they want to do more. So and the more you do this, you realize you are more passionate. It gives you joy. It brings this kind of dissatisfaction that many other things in the world cannot even give you. Mm-hmm. So as that happened, I found myself actually from, I will tell you, it feels it was like having having something superimpose itself on me. I think that's what it was like really, because I'm not sure that um. I plan to be doing sort of the way I'm doing it. I'm doing it now. Yes, I've always wanted to help people, always wanted to lead, but not to commit my life to engaging with leaders to help them strengthen what they do and do it better. That wasn't what I was focused on. So but I found that this thing superimposed itself on me and uh, the opportunities to do that always showed up. And even though there are certain times when some of those things proved a little difficult, you'll realize that you couldn't lose the passion, that you still went for it. So, well, this is what it's always been, my, my friend. It's always been, um, it's always been a force driving you to go in a certain direction.
0: I can honestly say I could feel that passion when you're talking about it. And I'm just trying to imagine you being this passionate about accounting and numbers. It's kind of a little bit different, but that would have been a sight to see. to see you talk about accounting with this type of passion. Um, Now, I know there's a lot of people out there who are very passionate about something. They really want to do that. They really want to jump out there and do something different, but they're stuck in their jobs. They're stuck in their uh, original mindset. And once they tell people, you know what, this is what I truly need to do. Other people around them who are trying to be helpful are telling them, nope, that's too risky. Don't don't jump out there. Don't do that. It's not going to work. Stick with what you know. Now, I'm sure that you've gone through that period of time, too, where other people are telling you, hey, why don't you just stick with this? Because you're good at it. Don't jump out there and be an entrepreneur. Don't jump out there and be a business person. So what was that thing that you took that allowed you to go, you know what? I'm not going to listen to these people. I'm going to follow my thing. I know you talked about passion, but it's really difficult to to shield out. The naysayers. So, how do you shield those people out?
1: Yeah, it is that way. It's kind it of. I mean, I, I'm coming from from a background where nobody believed me. Really, everybody wanted me to just um, go to school, you know, graduate from college, and get a job, and just live, just live your life. But so, I remember when I was in, I was in college, and I wanted to, I wanted to take up some leadership role, really. And I remember being described by, by, by one of my other sisters, then, And um, she, she, she told me, you're not going to read your books. You know, this is not going to work. Okay. And then I went ahead. I went ahead and pursued my dream. And I won. And she said, well, I knew you were going to win. But I didn't want to say so you that know, like when you fail, you don't know, come back and blame me. <laughs> so I learned, I shared in the words of Abraham Lincoln, when he said, I'll do the best I can, the very best I know how. And I mean to keep doing this to the end. If the end, it brings me out, all right, what was said about me will amount to nothing. Rather raising me around 10 angels swearing that I was right would not make a difference. I chose to be the chess player rather than the chess piece. Mm-hmm. I chose to shut my ears and believe in myself. It made, it, a little, it made the journey kind of difficult for me, but I said the passion, the clarity of the vision was stronger than all of that. Because in front you can't even talk to anybody to get help because after all, nobody wants to support you. Everybody thinks you are crazy because they don't understand that there is this, this drag within you that you're not even able to control. So what I did was very simple. I knew that the only way you can prove that you know what you're doing is through your results. Wisdom is justified by its results. I had convictions in my heart i knew i had the capacity to help people i knew that i can do that and i can do that and i can be sustained doing that so i just went ahead i didn't keep friends i walked alone all right i kept myself from you know that's where you can separate yourself from all of the noise if i don't have the time to come to you and share with you and sit with you your chances of influencing me is going to be very, very less. So that's one of the things I did. So you want to make sure that you are associated with the people that are thinking like you. Otherwise, what would be the basis of the relationship? So for me, I came to the world alone. And the day I'll go, I'll go alone. So if I choose to listen to people who are discouraging me and taking their fears, at the end of the day, this is about me and nobody else. The reason people are unable to stand up to what they believe is because they're afraid. They're afraid they're going to fail. They're going to lose relationships. But the thing is, if you don't follow your passion and follow your vision, all right, and you fail, you're still going to lose the relationship. So why don't you follow what you know you're called for? There is something, there is a calling on each and every human being, really. And we'll discover what it is. You want to make sure that that deep passion within you, that you give life to it. That you go on that mission that your heart is singing. That thing that, you know, if you start doing it, you wouldn't mind dancing on the street. Why don't you go for it? That's my thinking. I don't think that somebody's opinion mattered a lot. Because if I fail, it is me. If I succeed, it is me. Okay? I know that when I succeed, when I win, people are going to become inspired. There are several other people with dreams who are afraid to step out. You want to live your life in a way that you are an inspiration to other people. When they watch you, look at you go through a path they thought nobody could go through, maybe in your family, and they say you start making progress, they become inspired that they can do it too. Isn't that how the world moves forward? So that's what I chose to listen to me, to believe in myself, to believe in the vision. And you can know if you are right. History is a great teacher. You want to look at people. you want to look at what has happened through history. There are certain people who have walked through certain parts and you saw their result. They had difficulties, they had challenges, but at the end of the day, they won. So that alone is enough to strengthen anybody, to know that there are people who don't what you're trying to do. And if they won't, you can also win. These are the thoughts that helped me keep me even up to now, okay? And that's how I look at this.
0: Wow, very, very powerful stuff. Uh, everybody remember those words because it's absolutely powerful and something we can all apply to ourselves. Uh, I think also the saying is, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. So if you, if you don't put yourself forward, you won't be able to achieve anything. Um, so fast forward to now, you work with so many companies all over the world. You work with so many individuals and so many leaders in the world and you help them with their productivity, You help them with their performance. What would you say from your experience are some of the top reasons why leaders, corporations or companies are not meeting those performances or not meeting those productivities?
1: All right. The very first thing I want to talk about is what I call not. <laughs> it's it's a, a lack of connection or not being in, in, not possessing what you call the spirit of the mission. There's something I call the spirit of the mission. You see, when you start a company, or whether it is for profit or for nonprofit, whatever it is, this is supposed to be a mission, a mission to change people's lives. Of course, if you're going to have to keep solving this problem, and continue doing it, you need to find some way to sustain your operations. That's why you want to charge people money for those values that you create. So you create value and you want to capture some of it, either through pricing or through donations or through sponsorship, whatever it is, it's actually one and the same, just different models. The trouble we have is when people lose the spirit of the mission, because you see, the spirit of the mission is that reasoning, that fundamental thought that is driving this thing that you are doing. Why have you decided to go into real estate? Because you think that's a very profitable business or because you are passionate about helping people find shelter, because you're looking for ways to make it easier for people. Is that the reason or because your friend is doing so well at it and you thought you have the same ability too? Mm-hmm. Now. When you go on a mission and you don't understand why you're doing or you, you lack clarity about the spirit of that mission, you're going to have a real, real problem. Because you see, the spirit of the mission is the power behind innovation. That's the reason why you look at something, every other person looks at that thing and you see something totally different. Now, from think about it, Steve Jobs returned to Apple. Apple was almost signing for bankruptcy. Every analyst report indicated that the game was over. As a matter of fact, Michael Bell in an interview was asked what he was going to do if he were to be Steve Jobs. He said, I will shut the whole thing down and hand the money back to the shareholders. But not for Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs believed he could try, he could, Apple could not only survive, but thrive. Just wait a minute. A couple of days ago, Apple crossed the $3 trillion mark. That's a company that almost signed for bankruptcy. Apple talks you know, touching the lives of several millions of people around the world in an extraordinary way, every day, chances are someone is watching this right now on an iPhone or a man, think about it. That's because a man could not recognize the difficulties. He saw something deeper and bigger than that. But why was he able to do that? What happened? First, he was able to recognize the idle capacity and the opportunity in the industry that nobody saw. And God, Bill Gates and his, and, his, and his Microsoft gave him $150 million that enabled them to buy. But that was not enough. He said he was waiting for the next big thing. The next big thing was a chaos that caused a massive switch in the music industry. The real players in the industry were confused. They were going to court. They called it the piracy problem. They got Nefstar to shut down, yet they lost over 90% of, their, of the of their revenue in the industry. But one man who was not actually in that industry could see that this was not really a piracy problem. It was learning how to do business in the music industry, how to make money in the music industry that has changed. There came the iPod. There came the IT store. The first week when the iTunes store was launched, there was 5 million downloads. How were, what made it possible for Steve Jobs to recognize this opportunity? He says Steve Jobs was inhabited by the spirit of the mission. It wasn't just about Apple surviving. If it were, Apple would have failed. It was something deeper. He had clarity of his mission. I read a story. I don't know how, how many minutes I have left, but I read a story about um, Max Zuckerberg and the early days of Facebook and how things got difficult. And really, and some people were showing sure up to buy Facebook from him and they got really confused. But the story said he went to say, Mr. Steve Jobs, and Steve asked him to take a moment and sh- you know, shut himself out from all of the issues and troubles that he was working on and try to focus on the mission of Facebook. Why did you choose to start this? The German took a three weeks off only to focus on the mission. He traveled to India. As he saw people move around, connect, talk to one another, he realized what a better world it could be if everybody, if, if people can connect one with another all around the world. He became more convinced than ever that Facebook had an important mission, which should not be negotiated. He returned with that idea to the United States and told everybody else that Facebook was not for sale. The rest is history. Think about it. There was something deeper, something beyond one thing to make money. That's what many leaders don't understand. Whether it is a business or a nonprofit, what is the mission? What is driving you? Because in the spirit of the mission, in the clarity of your mission is the power of innovation. That is also the power of discernment in our days of, of, um, of um, heightened the session. When the session has been, you know, there is a commoditization of, of the session. People are come and scammed at every moment, all right? I remember the CEO of a company in the UK who was scammed, I think, about 220,000 euros over the phone. Think about it. How do you know which voice to listen to? How do you know which way to go in days like that? The leader needs innovation. The leader needs the sunmate. And brother, I tell you something, anybody, any leader who is in alignment with the spirit of that mission will have both. And you realize that you're not only having the right people, you know, connect with you, you are also able to somehow get your way through the dark recognizing opportunities that other people don't take for granted, don't even see, all right? Now, so these are some of the reasons most leaders don't get it right. In the, So you have the spirit of the mission that most of them don't even know what it's about, and they have those who lack like clarity of the mission, and then those who lack like strategy. For every purpose, there is both a time and a strategy for it, you see? So as the time changes, so must the approach change. And many don't get it right. They want they get themselves locked up in whatever approach they have known until things go very bad. And how sad we see giants fall. How sad we see great leaders make terrible decisions. And jobs are destroyed. And families are plunged into suffering because they lose sight of something very important. The mission. The mission is more important than the benefits, the dividends that follow it for you. Mm -hmm. Something else that is very important I tell people, you don't start a business because of your own needs. You don't start a movement because you need something. Whatever it is you need, your need for money, your need for significance, your need for whatever it is, you start all of those things in response to the needs of the society, the needs of the people. If you do that, definitely your own needs will be taken care of somehow. Mm-hmm. So you'll find people who get into stuff because they, okay, you, you want to make money. So you started, that's your need. Don't start a business because of your need, because you want money. Don't start a civil society group because you want significance. Don't do that. Respond to the problems. And there are several of them to do that we have in the world. What can you do to make a difference in people's life? Can you make your product better? Can you make it cheaper? Think about IKEA. IKEA, the Swedish furniture company. How did that start? These guys thought there's a segment of people that really want nice, good furniture, but they can't afford it. How can we help them? They thought if we can find a model to enable us to make this furniture and bring the cost down, we can serve this market. The rest is history. IKEA is a successful company. it's starting with a simple mission to help a certain segment of the population get value that nobody was, no, nobody cared about offering. Now these are just some of those things that you want to, you know, uh, people want to take very seriously. First of all, for every purpose, for every purpose, there is both a time and there is average. And then I talked about the spirit of the mission, and I talked about, of course, clarity of vision. And if you get these things right, chances are you're gonna do very well, actually.
0: That is gold. Absolutely amazing uh, tips and also great uh, pointers there because. It, having that alignment with your, your, your vision and your mission is absolutely integral in your success and also your company's success. And also you talked about relationships and building those relationships and connecting. Uh, you're somebody that I can tell is a, a, somebody very, very strong in relationship building and also sustaining good relationships as well uh, based on the stuff I see on social media and all the leaders that you bring together. And you're bringing people from all over the world. So what is that key aspect that you have that others don't that allows you to be really able to connect with so many different people and with so many different people aligned with what you wanna do?
1: You see, you want, to, you want to come from the perspective of sincerity and honesty. You see, there are several people around the world who care about the same things that you do, all right? And at some deeper level, we are all connected, that's true. And people can see beyond all of the, the clouds, the darkness, whatever those clouds and darkness represent. It could represent racism. It could represent whatever, okay? The spirit that deep that within the hearts of people, they know who to connect with. They could have their doubts. But when they come in contact with somebody who is committed to the right cause, you find out that there is this kind of connection. From the deepest passion of my heart is not to become a multi millionaire, which is very wonderful. Okay. The deepest passion of my heart is to help move the world forward in some ways. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I do is when I see somebody who is doing that first of all I'm excited. First of all I love that person from a distance. And what usually happens is that somehow for some reasons I get connected to people. Sometimes in, a, in strange ways. I I, I, see, I, I I see myself connected to to head soft states CEOs of top corporations in very dramatic ways. Sometimes I don't go out looking for them, but sometimes those things just take care of themselves. So the only way to explain it is that if you are committed to the right set of values, if you are sincere about moving the world forward, about helping people become more, achieve more, produce more, if you are really committed to that, then you can connect with people everywhere. Here is something else that is very significant that I've known through the years, and it is the power of an IT. The power of it. now. I'm originally from Nigeria. Here's where my father I live in the UK. Now, there was a war that, um, that's called Nigeria Civil War. All right, years ago. During that war, there were certain people who felt that um, the Biafra people were being persecuted at camp. And a certain gentleman got himself born alive in the front of the United Nations building in the United States. He set himself on fire and he burned to demonstrate his dissatisfaction and to call attention to whatever he believed was right. When I think about it, all I can wonder is the power of an idea. No man set that guy for fire. He did by himself. Mm -hmm. That's how powerful an idea can be. You see, ideas are like seeds. And every seed has within it all it requires to grow into a tree and start bearing fruits. If you have an orange seed and you are thinking of how to get roots for that orange seed, we know something is wrong with you because the orange seed doesn't need all of that. All you've got to do is put the orange seed and the soil, the rest will be history. Ideas are like that. Mm-hmm. If you receive an idea, first of all, is an idea, you received it. The second thing that idea becomes yours. So it becomes your idea. You own the idea. You are the one holding the idea through meditation, through visualization, but it's your idea. The next powerful thing that happens is that this idea that you have possessed turns around and possesses you. And you therefore become the property of the right. That idea moves you into places and creates circumstances that you cannot explain. It causes people to come to you. It causes people to come to you. It causes whatever needs to happen for it to express itself. Because you see, the body is the tool for expression. All right. So when you become the, the body of an idea, that means that idea uses you to, find, to, to cause itself to be expressed. And therefore, you find people are connected to that idea, not necessarily you. I mean, let's face this, Frank, why are we having this conversation? Because my name is Brian. There are a million Brians all around the world. Why are you having this conversation with me? You mentioned it. You said you've seen what I'm doing, right? And that's what we're talking. So it's about the work I do, not me. Who cares about Brian Rubin? It's the same thing. The ideas that you carry is what creates your life. Fung, there are no accidents in life. No, there are no. But the ideas we hold in our heart creates experiences for us. Relationships are experiences. So ideas have the power to create the right relationships that's why I don't spend a lot of time worrying about how to actually make your ideas work. I remember writing a book on how to make your ideas work some years ago. But that's why I don't bother myself doing that because I realized that if you can capture that idea and hold that idea until the idea possesses you, write the vision and make it clear so that those who read it may run, that's how I will always continue you know, look at this thing. So it's very simple. Mm-hmm. The relationships come in response to the ideas that you possess. That's weird. Very, very
0: nicely said. Um, Something else that I admire about you is as a leader, you embrace challenges. You're able to overcome challenges. You're able to pivot around challenges. So when it comes to this whole, the global pandemic with COVID and all that kind of stuff, uh, can you share with us, what did you do to overcome some of the challenges that was presented because of shutdowns and social distancing and all that kind of stuff? (laughs)
1: Let's face it. If people say all models are wrong, the real question is how wrong they do have to be not to be useful. Why does COVID present a challenge? Because it destroyed all our models. Our models of doing business, holding meetings, COVID shattered. But Those are models that were created by other human beings. Right? Yep. So if they created models, we can create new ones. The thing is to focus on productivity. All right? Every challenge is an opportunity. Every challenge gives presents an opportunity. You know, presents an opportunity to create an advantage for yourself. It was the massive switch in the music industry that enabled Steve Jobs. You know, turn Apple around. That's it. So during the COVID, my focus was not on COVID. My focus on what has to be done, and I can tell you that yeah. You know, If someone said COVID is a blessing, that could sound very negative. How can you say that millions of people have died and you call that a blessing? But here is what I mean. I realize that there are quite a number of things I've been able to accomplish, including setting up new companies because COVID struck and people had to sit back in their houses. And then for the first time, we were challenged to think of how we can get moving forward. Right. I always also believe the words of Nathan Rosh the famed British Bank and Financier, who said that the greatest fortunes are made when the balls fall at the hub, not when the violins play in the ball. Mm-hmm. He meant to say that the greatest opportunities are found in moments of difficulties. So I believe that with every chaos, within every chaos, there are patterns. The thing is to focus on finding the patterns and not looking at the chaos. So during the coffee and in all the challenges that I face, my thing is I don't need to focus on the challenge. If I focus on the challenge, it just multiplies, right? So what I, what I want to do, rather, is to focus on new ways of moving forward. Have you noticed that when something happens, something that people consider a bad experience happens? Five years later, sometimes they turn around and say, well, it was good that that thing happened because it was because it happened. That's why so and so they didn't happen, right? Mm-hmm. That meant that at the time, that challenge, that difficulty happened, that very opportunity, that very uh, advantage was also there. But the people were focused on the trouble. Why was it a trouble? Because the way they have planned their lives to go has been, you know, <laughs> it's been affected, And now they're thrown out of balance calm down when challenges show up, whether it is COVID or whatever it is, calm down. Life is always going to move forward. The world in all its trouble has always moved forward. Very simple, but one significant thing is that the world moves forward, not because of those that complain, not because of those that make excuses, not because of those that blame. You want to blame a pandemic? You want to blame a government? You want to blame what? the word goes for because of those who take responsibilities. You take responsibilities. That means you see a problem and you think you have a responsibility. They have a duty to solve it. So you take a look at ways of solving that problem based on your resources and your capabilities and somehow you find a way. This has always been the way I look at this. It's, I encourage everybody you know, watching this podcast right now to look at issues this way don't make excuses don't complain don't blame other people successful people don't do those things anybody who is complaining making excuses or blaming you can write his biography except something happens because mm-hmm. it's going to happen. it's yeah. that simple so that's how i look at this that's my philosophy i don't complain i don't <laughs> play i don't do excuses. so that leaves me with finding ways to move forward mm-hmm. And I always love it, because somehow you're going to find a way.
0: Yeah, uh, great, great words to, to live by. Something I fully agree with. Uh, we, we do our best not to complain, not to be negative. Uh, find that that that's something that we utilize that challenge to become uh, an advantage or an opportunity or something that we can actually benefit from. So uh, totally agree with what you just said there. Now, if you were on the ro- world stage, And you had an opportunity to share with the world one message that you want everybody to remember Dr. Brian for. What would that one message be?
1: I would tell the whole world, successful people don't make excuses. Successful people don't complain. Successful people don't blame others. That's what I want everybody to know. Stop making excuses. Stop complaining. Stop blaming. And go ahead and do something for your generation. There is a place you come in. There's a place I come in. And there is a place all of us must come in. If you don't play your role, we are going to be losing her because what you should have done will be left undone. And we don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So that, that's that, that's going to be my message. Don't make excuses. Don't blame others. Mm-hmm. Don't complain. They cheated you. Come on, relax. Get too big for that. Right. Sure, let, can I tell a story? Let's oh, see. yeah, for sure. This, this interesting. This happened. Oh, my God. This happened in Nigeria, sometime and I'm gonna buy something. All right, now everybody in Nigeria is not crazy, right? But this happened in Nigeria. I wanna buy something in Lagos, and you know what happened? Um, I, I was scammed, right? I, I lost the money. All right, and um, because I wanted to buy this device, and the the, the German, uh, we agreed on a price, and then he just turned around and said, "Hey, if you're not adding um, um, Nigeria uses Naira, if you're not know, adding, I think, 5,000 or something, I'm not saying again. I said, but you already agree. So it got me angry. I said, give me my money. So he gave me the money. And I just took the money and just got into the car we drove. Now, along the line, I said, I didn't even get to check whether he gave me my complete box. You know what? I, I turned it. I realized that it was only one bill that he gave me. The rest of it was pieces of paper. Wow. And he he wrapped all of this. I knew if I go back, I will never recover that money. This guy is a criminal. He's gonna deny me, there's no evidence. You know what I did? I said, all right, um, I just hope that this, my money you took, all right, becomes a blessing in your life and somehow costs you to find clarity about life and see that life can be better." than what you're currently doing. These were my words regarding a man who stole something from me. I didn't think of calling the police. Mm -hmm. I didn't think of going back to make trouble. And I didn't didn't think of hitting him. You understand that? And I didn't complain about it. I took responsibility for my mistake. Mm -hmm. I made this mistake, not him. You see, if you cover your mistakes, they stay with you. Oh, I, I, you know, I, I can't stop talking about the importance of not complaining about things. Because you do that, it cripples you. And at the end of the day, you are the person losing. So you want to help yourself. Someone cheated you. Someone took your money. Realize that what you are seeing is the art picturing of your inner world of thought. And instead of complaining, learn from it. You just got those feedback. What are you going to do with the feedback? I mean, the teacher returned the paper, and this is your score. You're going to find the teacher? You wrote it. Okay, so that will be my message, Frank. Don't complain, don't make excuses, don't blame others, very soon. Ah,
0: very very well said, and that story was amazing. Uh, it's actually very, very difficult for people to not complain when people steal from you. But when you put it into the perspective of, wait a minute, that's the exam score you just got then you're not happy with it, what are you gonna do, right? So um, that's a new perspective I never thought about. So thank you very much for that. Uh, I could thank actually you. talk to you for a long, long time. Your, your energy is very, very infectious and uh, your passion is absolutely incredible. Uh, But I know you're, it's actually very late at where you are right now. And also you have a lot of stuff that you need to take care of. Uh, But before I let you go, I got five quick questions for you. Give me the first thing that comes to mind just for fun. All right, You're, you're stranded on a desert island and you can only eat one more food for the rest of your life forever. No consequence. What's that food? Well, I'll eat that food. Pardon? (laughs) Um, You're you're on stage and you get to perform something. Not speaking, because I know everybody could speak, but what is the special talent that you would like to perform?
1: Sorry, I didn't get that.
0: Do you have a special talent that not many people know of that you're willing to perform? Do you sing? Do you dance? Do you... I can make you laugh and
1: forget your name.
0: <laughs> so you can do a stand-up co- comedian kind of routine. <laughs> uh, if, in, if you had an opportunity to win the gold medal in the Olympics, what sport would that be? What sport?
1: Did you say what sport would that be? Yeah. Table tennis. I love it. Table tennis? It. Yeah. Oh. So that's something probably you could perform as well, eh?
0: absolutely awesome if there was somebody that you oh let's say steve jobs because you mentioned steve jobs um he was able to come back to life and spend a dinner with you at your home and you were supposed to prepare something magical for him what is that special meal that you could prepare for
1: steve jobs oh that's a hard one (laughs) I said, honestly, where am I going to break up on Steve Jones? Oh, my God. Okay. Um. Maybe I slap him apple. Honestly, <laughs> I love apples. I'll probably give him apple.
0: <laughs> nice and simple. And my last question is, what is success like? But before you answer that, give me a number between one and four.
1: Between one and four? Yeah. Okay. Give me a number between right. one and four. One and four. Okay. I choose four.
0: One, two, three, four. So if you were to relate success to a flute, how would you compare success to a flute?
1: Oh, you see, um, success is not necessarily the things that you you achieve or you get. It's about the story you're telling with your life. And what, 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 you know, so what are you gonna do with a flute? Just the same thing. Tell a story. So tell a story with your life. Tell a story that inspires people. That's how we're both
0: Well, very, very nicely said. That is how uh, success is like a flute. Now, for people who would like to get in touch with you, uh, get to know more about what you do, ask you questions or even pick up some of your, your publications and whatnot. Uh, what's the best way to get in touch with you?
1: Okay, it's very simple. You can start by going to our website, BrianRubin.com, as in B-R-I-A-N, R-I-A-N, R-A-U-B-N, dot com. If you go there, you're going to find a lot of information about me. Or if you want to connect with me on Facebook, I'm on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dr. Brian Rubin. Um, from there, you can get to know a lot, a lot more about the face we face Awesome,
0: yeah, and I highly encourage people to find you on Facebook and all that stuff because you have a lot of great content and you do a lot of different events as well. Um, much, much uh, beneficial for people to actually read and go through all that kind of stuff. Um, do you have any final words that you would like to share?
1: Oh, my final words, is this. it is the people alive in this generation that can solve the problems in this generation. And I believe that we have the power the ability, the strength, and the resilience within us to move the world forward. I'm asking everyone who is watching right now to find that ability you have and channel it to solving the problems in the world. Don't worry about the money. The money will come as a consequence of the the work that you are doing. If you focus on helping people live a better life all over the world, my hope is that somehow every one of us can play a role in extending freedom to more and more people, whether it is through a product or through a service or through whatever it is that you can do. But remember that right now there is somebody in pain and just are your skill, your ability can take that pain away. So focus on moving the world forward and the rest is gonna be history. This success, that many run after, will run after you. If you're going about helping people become better and find more joy, find more love, right? So find a way, there's a place you can come in. There's a place I can come in. And there's a place where all of us must come in. It's our responsibility. And you know this, the world in its all its trouble still moves ahead. The world has seen pandemics in the past. The world has seen wars. The world has seen all manner of things. But the world has continued to move forward. And that's because of people like you, who's watching, listening to me right now. People who made the choice to not be a part of those complaining, but a part of those solving the problems. And today, in our generation, there is a call, a demand of destiny on you. There's a call of destiny on you to do something for your generation. You see, there comes sometimes the demand of destiny to be great, to change the stories of our kinsmen, and to make a difference. It is unto this generation of ours that such demand of destiny has come. All of us, everywhere in the world, must therefore rise up to bring prosperity to our people. In through whatever means and through whatever thing we do, let's focus on making this happen. That way, the world can be a much, much better place—a world that can serve all of us, every one of us. Thank you so much, Fong, for the opportunity. I do appreciate this deeply. And I'm, thank you so much for the work you are doing. Mm-hmm. You are, you see, I respect you so much. You are so committed. See, I watch your shows. And like I can see the impact. You may not even know the impact you are making, How just how large it is. Of course, you know you're making impact, but I'm saying you may not be able to completely quantify the impact of making in people's lives, all right? So I just wanna thank you for what you're doing and I just want to encourage you to keep doing it and keep affecting more lives. All of us are in your debt. Thank you.
0: Well, thank you very much, uh, Brian. And wow, that, that previous part, It brings chills to my spine. So absolutely incredible. How can you not be motivated with what you just said? So thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for the stories that you gave and that inspiration that you gave as well. So uh, once again, thank you very much. For everybody else, uh, he is Dr. Brian Rubin. My name is Fong Chuan. Until next time, today is the day to lock your peak potential. We'll see you later. Thank you.